Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland. And this is Dimity in Denver. How's how's the joint? You got to know how's the joint, SBS. <laughs> it. I have very little pain. And um, yeah, no, the surgery went very well. And there definitely was, I have a lot of hardware in my right ankle now. I know, I know. <laughs> Jack texted me that picture and I was like, um, can I put this up on Instagram or is it TMI? And he's like, TMI. <laughs> it was funny because I thought he should. I, that was one instance I would have said, "Oh no, 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 go ahead, put it up." So because oh. I think it, I think it answers a lot of questions. Um, sure. So yes, so I have very little pain. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I definitely find the tough part really the family component. Yeah. The yeah. Um, you know, my gosh, last night I stood at the um, at the um, stove. What's it called again? That thing where you make heat under food. And I stood there with Phoebe by my side um, that you Dimity have arranged amongst uh, locals, uh, a meal train, which is just wonderful to have meals show up because Jack, you know, love the man, but he is not um, great at turning out a well-balanced meal. Um, so night after night. Yes. Mm-hmm. God yeah. bless us mothers. Yes. Yes. So, so mother um, runners and neighbors and friends have been, bringing food by and Molly, my running partner brought by a really tasty, um, kind of Indian inspired, um, chicken dish. And, but it required rice to be cooked with it. And so I was like, okay. And Jack was at a meeting. So I'm like, okay, if we're gonna have rice with this, I'm going to stand there with Phoebe's help and cook the rice. And it just felt so ridiculously good to stand at the stove and, you know, like prepare the rice. Yeah. I just, I just, so tell me, did I mean, so that's the good news. And that's the same thing when you're going to have your running comeback, but it just makes you appreciate everything so much more, right? Like oh, all of a sudden dinner doesn't feel like a chore, which I know it usually doesn't feel like a chore to you, but now it's like this blessing gift that you've never, oh. you know, it's like Nirvana, right? Oh. <laughs> I'm making rice. Oh, I mean, like r- ridiculous things. Like, you know, we um, have been filling a lot of orders, you know, um, for Mother's Day from our store and um, some exchanges of sizes from our no limits teas from our last challenge. And so our, my mail gets picked up really early. And then I was trying to call the post office, tell them, Hey, please come pick up a ton of stuff off my porch. This was like mid afternoon. And usually they're good about it, but no one was answering the post office. I'm like, how am I going to get these out? And then I see our mail carrier. We live on a corner and she um, picks up our stuff early, but picks up around the corner neighbor's stuff late. And I see her park. So I like hobble to the back door <laughs> And thankfully, with my loud voice, I yell out, Emily! <laughs> she's She hears me. She's across the street and over one house. And she's like, yes? And I'm like, can you pick up my mail off my porch? <laughs> she's like, yes. And I'm like... <laughs> Forget the mothers. Bless the mail carriers, right? <laughs> and um, so it's just, you know, but otherwise, you know, I, I have on many occasions run out my back door and caught up with her like, you know, half a block away and be like... <laughs> I have mail. Can you pick it up? And, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, no, I can't do that. Uh, and bless your good voice. Wait. And so, um, so I'm curious, did your peg leg work that we talked about uh, on the so, previous So, podcast? you know, I've had some requests about the peg leg. I have not, um, I'm actually using a walker, um, because I have a very low thrill threshold. I don't, I'm not a thrill seeker. I don't like to be, um, you know, feel out of my comfort zone in terms of like being unstable or feeling a little scared. And so the crutches, I just felt like big and unwieldy on them. And so I, um, at the hospital met with a um, physical therapist who actually gave me, um, a prescription for a walker. So insurance covered it. So I've been, so I've been using that and I just hop behind it. I push it and yeah, and I, I, well, you swing your leg, you don't hop, you don't hop. She was very clear on that. She gave me a lesson with the walker uh, and she said, it's good. You're not too much of a hopper, but you're starting to hop a tiny bit. She's like, swing your leg, swing your leg. So you just keep your, you keep your right foot just up. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, and let me tell you, it's heavy. It's heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Your quad is going to be the size of Quadzilla uh, by the time we're finally healed, huh? That was how I put in the collective we there. Yes. Oh, oh, we're taking piano. We're healed, you know. Uh, so, yeah, so it's, it's the collective we. It definitely, it feels very much here at our house, very much like a collective we. I feel how much this is impacting my whole family. It's, you know, frustrating for Jack, I know. And, you know, I tell him, like honey, I love you, but I really wish I didn't have to rely on you for everything, but I do. 
And, yeah. you know, um, it's frustrating for the kids. They don't want to get up and, you know, run downstairs and, you know, get my water bottle in my noon or something like that. Um, so everybody's having to pitch in. And then, you know, yesterday I hit kind of a low patch, as I told you, Dim, because I was supposed to go on a field trip, a canoeing field trip with the twins. And it was just going to be... You know, I like going on field trips with my kids. I like seeing my kids kind of in their quote-unquote natural element with their buddies and their teacher and and other grown-ups. And, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a sucker for, you know, Native American stuff and, and Oregon history. <laughs> You're a sucker for a canoe. <laughs> yeah, so. I love a good canoe. Yeah, yeah. No, I felt that yesterday. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. I mean, all I can say is it's, it's temporary. It's going to be, you know, it's going to get better. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I, um, so I have an appointment with my orthopedic surgeon on Thursday, May 21st. We'll find out a lot more. I didn't ask too many questions. I actually didn't see my orthopedic surgeon. I saw the, the kind of his assistant surgeon afterwards. And I didn't want to ask too many questions about like, when's this, when's that? Because I feel they're kind of any answer they would have given me then would be pretty vague and, and just guesswork on their part. So, sure. so I'll learn more next Thursday. And, and so now I'm just kind of like, okay. And, you know, like before the surgery, the, the orthopedist said to me that um, he really is very aggressive on getting people in a weight-bearing cast and that he wants people to be up and on their, you know, on their lower extremity in two to four weeks. <laughs> Not so, on their legs, on yeah, legs. Yeah, so in, On their swinging legs. Yeah, um, in two to four weeks. So, oh, okay. uh, yes. So I'm holding out some hope for that because that would radically change my life. That would, that would be a, a big big step forward let's say <laughs> yeah yeah well, so and um and you wanted to get to phoebe's dance recital i know were you able to do that on saturday night i would yeah thanks for asking so um phoebe as i've mentioned i think before she goes to an arts focused school um, middle school and so they take two year-round specialties and one of hers is dance and um she um you know i think maybe I have probably undervalued her dance ability. You know, she's not one of those kind of dance kids. And um, she didn't do a lot of dance as a child or anything like that. And um, and from me and Jack's, um, you know, white kid moves, we don't we don't come by it naturally. And um, <laughs> um, so, uh, so anyway, so she, I had bought way long ahead of time, I bought a VIP seat. So I'd have nice assigned seating on Friday night. I was just going to go by myself and then take the whole family on Saturday night. And, um, you know, just scrapped the Friday plan and, and all of us went on Saturday. And so it was my, my leg by that point was kind of throbbing. And one woman, I know this mother runner, Laura here in town, she saw me and I, she was like, how you doing? I was like, Oh, my foot kind of hurts. She goes, yeah, it's amazing how you have a pulse in your foot, isn't it? And I was like, Oh my gosh, she knows the whole throbbing thing inside a cast. And, um, but Oh my gosh, Phoebe just, I was blown away by how great she was. They did a number, a tap number to the song Cool from uh, West Side Story. But not like a yo-yo school boy. Just play it cool, boy. Real cool. And so they, and they were dressed, they all had to wear the exact same makeup, their hair exactly the same way. And then they were all wearing kind of 50 styles, high-waisted, loose trousers and these kind of hip shirts, you know, kind of um, Rat Pack type button-down shirts. And so I'm sitting there and just scanning, scanning, scanning the, the faces of the kids up there. And I'm like thinking which one's Phoebe? I don't recognize her. <laughs> and so, so I leaned over to John, my son. I was like, which one's Phoebe? <laughs> and he's like, she's there in the back. I'm like, I thought that was her, but I wasn't sure. She just looks so tall and thin and talented. Oh, <laughs> yay. Way to go, Phoebe. So, yeah. So it was, it was very exciting. And, and this was probably three quarters of the way through the whole show. And I had definitely been enjoying the tap performances the best you know there was ballet there was modern dance there was other types of dance that I probably don't even know what they are and the tap ones were the ones that that I was enjoying best and so I was really pleased that she was doing a tap number so that's great oh good I'm glad that worked out yes yes Yes. So, um, but you and I had some, uh, some chuckles. Uh, <laughs> yesterday. Had some chuckles. Yeah. Well, so when, when I was trying to, you know, cheer you up a little bit over text yesterday, um, when you were feeling, um, you know, no canoe, no love, no woman, no cry. Um, and, uh, and I was like, well, uh, I had a really hard time sleeping, I guess it must've been Tuesday night. I don't know what was going on. And I was like, well, maybe I'm nervous about, you know, the Midwest tour, and doing that, you know, by myself, even though I'm not doing it by myself, we've got Denise Dollar coming. And then we've also got just a ton of helpers lined up already. So, I mean, everybody 
is so willing to help. It's like, I love it. I'm like, okay, you want to, you want to talk for me? <laughs> um, anyway. So, uh, so I'm like, well, maybe I'm nervous about the tour. So I get up and I'm like, you know, I haven't ordered new clothes in a long time. And, um, you know, it always feels good to put on something new. So I went on a little shopping spree at about 1am, <laughs> like, you know, I am banana Republic and J crew. And the thing about it is, is, I mean, I like the, I like the ease of internet shopping, but it, it really is so hit or miss, right? Oh, like, yeah. oh, you can, oh, they're not showing the angles that you need to, and you're like, whoa, that fabric feels like garbage, or the sleeves are, you know, really yeah. weirdly cut or something, you know, or yeah, the yeah. pockets hit I mean, me in five so, places. So, I mean, you know, I mean, I spent way too much money, and the chances are I'll be, you know, taking back at least three quarters of what it is, but maybe I'll find a new, a new garment or two in there. So that was <laughs> exciting. But then we started talking about, um, designer jeans um and uh we bought um or i bought a um a pair of really nice jeans in um Durham. where were we, we Durham, were in north Dur- carolina. Durham, north carolina right be- right before we had lunch with sage roundtree yeah because we because yes. you know when we go places uh we like to seek out the little cute boutiques and so we had found a very nice boutique that i think had a bird in the name if i recall and and so went in and uh I encourage you to to buy a pair of jeans that look awesome on you. Like, well, yeah, I, I mean, it's this pair of jeans that you're just like, okay, if these were not made for me and my 36 inch inseam, like, who are they made for? Oh, I mean, yeah. Honestly, well, it's could. I mean, I guess they get them tailored. I guess. I mean, I don't but, know. That's that's a whole other sphere of fashion that I can't go to. But yeah, I mean, they were they fit me very well, but yeah, they have oh, yeah. a little stretch in them. <laughs> and so, I mean, like, I was definitely like okay, these are ambitious. Like I cannot gain an ounce. <laughs> and, um, and so I was trying them on, I don't know when I was trying them on, probably maybe before Atlanta, the Atlanta trip. I mean, you know, like, you know, cause I was like, well, you got to plan your outfit, right? Uh-huh, I mean, let's, uh-huh. let's be honest. Yeah. We don't have stylists yet. We're not quite there yet. <laughs> and, um, and so I'm trying, I'm like pulled them out and I, and I noticed that there's just this little start of a tear, of course, right in my big badass. Um, cause that fabric on quality denim is so thin. It's uh, kind of, it's kind of ridiculous. Like how much they cost versus the right. quality. I mean, I know you don't want like, you know, Wrangler, you know, or Levi's kind of thickness, but at the same time, you're like, dude, like these are going to shred. And so <laughs> anyway, um, long story short is, yeah. So there, so I brought them, I, I brought them to the tailor yesterday and asked if she could patch them. She's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She can do that. I was like, oh, thank you. So, but I, I still don't think I can sit down. And <laughs> That's what you said. So then we got into this whole text. I'm like, oh, too much Sally up, Sally down those. Come on. You got to smack them for us, Tim. Smack your okay. glutes. Come on. My glutes are right there. Well, I'm not wearing my Lycra. I'm wearing another pair of jeans, so they, they don't quite sound as good. But yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yes, too it's, much, too much. I mean, come on. I'm all. I mean, my legs are. You know, they're not. They were never mistaken for a ballerina's. They are definitely very strong and muscular, and I love them. But they are not. Um, they're not uh, suited for you know really expensive jeans. And now I know. <laughs> I, t- I tell people that you you definitely. I mean, you look like a racehorse. I mean, that's how when I look at your kind of glutes going into your quads and hams that I'm just it's like a sleek racehorse it's just (laughs) very well defined you know haunches let's say they're my haunches that's what they are (laughs) a sleek racehorse that what can like run you know a 930 mile on a good day I mean you're bringing up the pack at the Kentucky Derby but boy you know you sure look the part so I know I know right yeah I'm gonna get laughed yeah yeah so and then then I admitted to you that I bought a pair of designer jeans my very first pair because the only two other pairs I have are hand-me-downs from you that as I understand it are hand-me-downs from your sister so I think at least one pair is from my sister and I, they're probably both yeah yeah <laughs> so so yeah. we you know I don't even come by my designer jeans honestly they're hand-me-downs of hand-me-downs and so but finally I was like okay this was you know pre-accident I was like I really need to like leave H&M and gap behind I'm gonna <laughs> get I'm gonna get I'm actually gonna buy some you know skinny jeans of my own that will hold in my gut that's my thing it's just like i'm so tired of standing at parties and being like oh photos being taken gotta suck in the gut gotta suck in the gut <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 you don't need skinny jeans you need spanks well i have spanks. i have thought about spanks but gosh they cost so much money so um and well, so spanks, you can wear them with every outfit style. oh i know i know i could but then i'd need to find a store that sells spanks and there's so many so many choices 
Oh my oh, goodness. Sarah, come on. Okay, next time I see you, we're going to go spank shopping. I mean, <laughs> nice. you can go to Nordstrom or, you know, a Macy's or whatever and pick them up. And okay. you have one pair and you'll have a pair for a very long time. I mean, okay. if you have bought designer jeans, yeah. but not spanks because they were expensive. I mean, <laughs> spanks are less than designer jeans, aren't they? Yes, yes, I know. Um, but people, you know, people are only going to notice the effects of the spanks. Whereas, you know, with the designer jeans, they'll be like, oh, I like your jeans. Yeah, and there so, you go. All right. So, all right. I, so I got this pair. They're really great. They have two buttons at the waist so they're a little higher and so they suck a lot of stuff in and oh my they they look really good and so but I was like oh they cost so much money and I'd been saving them well you know what skinny jeans are not getting over this cast of mine anytime <laughs> soon <laughs> oh dang it, dang it yeah so now now suddenly I'm like oh please let skinny jeans stay in more than just this season please <laughs> oh you'll be able to wear them for a long time yeah. I mean, you, you know I, I mean I'm wearing my bell bottoms right now you know like you just you just make your own fashion yeah we can trend it up ourselves we're mother runners <laughs> well when when you get a walking boot I mean mm-hmm. You know, I mean, not a walking cast, but a walking boot like I had, you know, I mm-hmm. imagine that'll be your last step mm-hmm. um, that, you know, you can always Velcro that puppy over skinny jeans. No problem. Oh, look at that. I'll have to take fashion tips, walking boot fashion mm-hmm. tips from Dimity Walk McDowell. Around. I got lots of those. You're going to want to have like a cowboy boot or um, actually your Dansko clogs will work well. You got to have something that kind of measures up to the other one. Yeah. Um, height wise. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because I've been wearing flats. I have... um one my the left flat I'm wearing <laughs> isn't that funny yeah. this little collection you just make a pile of all your right shoes you're yeah. like oh I won't be needing you for a while yeah last night John my son said um mom I think it's so cute how you just wear that one shoe <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it's so cute uh-huh, uh-huh. Very good. um and one last thing speaking of dance goes Phoebe was trying to sneak out of the house last week wearing my dance goes and I'm like, what? And so, but it was funny. They're the brown pair that I don't wear all that often. And uh-huh. the style name is the Phoebe. So I'm like, oh, I can't begrudge her. She's Phoebe's wearing the Phoebe. Well, yeah. And you can't wear them anyway. So right. you may as well, you know, let right. someone use them, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I. You guys I, the same size shoe? We do. We do. She Then that's been that way for a long time. A year ago when she had a, um. Uh, chorus performance they had to, you know the day of she tells me mom I need um, black shoes I'm like okay um, and so I'm like oh go up and get whatever you want out of my closet and she of course comes down with the one pair of new boots that I had bought that entire you know the one new piece of footwear I bought I think in 2014 <laughs> that was and, your thanks purchase for yeah, 2014 it was yeah. other than running shoes and so and so I'm like oh yeah you have to be totally careful with those and you can't get them dirty and, da, 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 da. and so <laughs> yes so, so so I don't know so at least it seems like maybe her foot is stalled out at a size 10 for now I don't know we'll see oh that would be lovely yeah so that's that's really the stopping point that you want because they don't make 10 and a half for whatever reason I know and I, I find it shocking that they don't make 10 and a half now I understand maybe 20 years ago, but it seems women's feet are getting so much bigger mm-hmm. that, you know, they need to, I don't know, stop. They don't need to make an 11 and a half now instead of a 10 and a half. So, yeah, and yeah. Some, some companies don't make nine and a halves either. It's it's odd. So That is weird. I know. That mm-hmm. is weird. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Well, so I, speaking of kids sharing clothes, so my mom and, and Amelia are basically the same size and Sarah, my sister. Oh. And so... Um, so my mom keeps giving Amelia all these hand-me-downs and we were at uh, a family birthday party a couple of weeks ago and my mom was like, uh, June, that's what she, I don't know, whatever. Cause her nickname is June for my mom. And, um, cause she was born in June. Oh. And, uh, and so she goes, June, I got a bag of clothes for you. And I was like, cool. And, um, and then like, th- like two days later, Amelia comes down with this like really nice, um, shirt on like this really nice navy blue shirt and I'm like where did you get that and she goes oh from Muti I look at it it's like a velvet shirt like velvet is like the equivalent of like quality denim I mean like that's like a $70 you know um t-shirt I mean it's not a t-shirt it was long sleeve but you know just like uh yeah, I was like shirt. oh my gosh like no like I'm sorry my 11 year old cannot have nicer clothes than I do you know like <laughs> You know, I get to try them. I get to try the Mooty hand-me-downs on first. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then you, you get them. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's so funny. That's so funny. So, well, we have a special guest on today's show. It's Catherine Byers, and at age 82, she's the oldest finisher at the 2015 Boston Marathon. She ran a 5:53 in some brutal, brutal weather conditions. Catherine is the mother of three and a grandmother of 10. She's also the former mayor of Santa Cruz. Catherine's 
joining me in the studio because she's here in Portland to run the rock and roll race this Sunday. But before we start talking with Catherine, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Welcome, Catherine. We're so delighted you could join us. Thank you. It's fun to be here. Good, good. So tell us about your running background. Is it true you didn't start running until you were 48? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And really, I, I did not do anything. I Any kind of sport, knew nothing. I grew up in a very small town in North Dakota, and there was no tennis courts, no swimming pool, nothing. Wow. So, well, so what, what prompted you to start running at 48, it, Catherine? Well, I was a librarian at UC Santa Cruz, a beautiful campus. I don't know whether you know it, but it's like a national park. And on my lunch hour, I just decided I need to see the campus or be outside, I should say. And I just went over the track and started running around the track. It took me about six months to run a mile without stopping. My three kids were in college. I called all three of them, thinking I'd never do two miles. But some good runners said, get off the track. Because oh, it was so boring, you know. Yeah. Well, that was the oh. thing, that if you were out there to see the gorgeous campus, and here you are running around an exactly. oval. <laughs> exactly. But it was enough to know I, it was good, you know, instant rewards. I went back after lunch. I thought, oh, my gosh, I've got energy. I don't care whether I eat or don't eat. And so that's really what got me motivated was wanting to get outside on my lunch hour and, and do something physical. Uh-huh. And yeah. I thought, I, you know, I want something I don't need a partner for. I just want to do it. And I discovered running. And then the good runners, well, first get off the track. Second, get new shoes and follow them. So uh-huh. I'd start out with them, you know, from here to 50 yards. And that kept increasing. The campus is full of hills. Oh. So also there's no place to run but the track. Oh. Uh, to avoid a hill, you can't. So mm-hmm. I became kind of a good hill runner <laughs> at, at, at 49, right 50. People, yeah. Well, so when yeah. you called your kids to tell them that you were starting to run, what what did they say? Like, were they? You know, they, I don't. I don't know whether they got it. You know, <laughs> my son was a runner, so he he did, of course. But they said, "Oh, good mom, good for you." You know, they probably thought I'd never do two miles either, but uh-huh. I showed. Yeah, <laughs> you sure did. I showed. I sure did. <laughs> Um, so you so you ran so you ran your first marathon when you were fifty one. I was fifty one. The Napa Marathon. I by then I had two partner running partners, and we all had to be at work at eight a.m. So for you know fifteen years we, we did the marathon. Of course, we ran at six a.m. Mm. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and the three of us, my buddies, we ran our first marathon. Yeah, it was fifty one Napa, California. It was the first marathon. Nice. And then I did another and another and. I took one nine-year break. Uh, I never stopped running, but I became uh, elected to our city council. And I didn't stop running, but I just didn't have time to do all the long distance I like to do. But but I got back into it. Wait, so you took a nine-year break from running marathons, yet in 31 years you've run close to 50 marathons? I've run 35. I finally counted them. Oh, you I'd finally counted. Okay, so I noticed good... that in that article we read about you, they were like, "Oh, close to 50." So, okay. <laughs> well, I did three 50 milers. Okay. And 12 50 kilometer runs. Wow. Okay. So I just thought I've done that kind of long distance, the marathon or above. Sure. Know, 50 of them for sure. So, but so then, but that was taking nine years off from that. So I mean, I can't even do the math. That's that's like three or four a year. It was taking a time off. Yes. Yeah. And my kids gave me for Christmas a running clinic. Oh, nice. Uh, it was the best Christmas present I got because now I'm 65. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, you know, I don't whether I'll ever run. I mean, I, as I said, I kept my somewhat of a base. Uh-huh. You know, I could run eight or nine miles. And the running clinic was wonderful. There was a like a 28-year-old tr- trying to learn to do a triathlon myself and another woman, about 40, the three of us. That was it for the running clinic. So this that was, was so this 50. was uh, close to 20 years ago yep, that you went was. to this running clinic. Mm-hmm. And then, and so that was at the end of your nine-year, like, yes. long mileage break? and that was, the clinic was t- uh, trained to run a marathon, or how to run a marathon, because the other two people had never run one, mm-hmm. and it had been nine years, so, yeah, so that's what we did, and it, it and I hadn't stopped. Yeah, it, and it worked. It uh-huh. worked <laughs> very well. <laughs> we, we need to go to that clinic. Um, <laughs> so, so what's your favorite race? I mean, out of so if you've done, you know, a couple fifty milers and some fifty k's, and then what did you say, thirty five marathons? So yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. Um, what's what's your favorite race out of all of them? You know, I think the fifty kilometer runs mm. because I really like trail running mm-hmm. and just the idea you're going to be out there all day. Mm. You know. 
You're just going to be out in some park, gorgeous places all day. Mm-hmm. And you mentally know that, okay, eight or nine hours. And so, and they're beautiful places. Um, so those, probably that by far is my favorite type of running when I started doing 50 kilometers. But I haven't now done any for about six years, and I'm not sure I can do single track anymore. Oh, huh. Uh, I do. My eyes aren't great. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's challenging to, to look down, look up. I mean, it's, it is. no matter yes, what it age, is, it's, yeah. it's, but a, I haven't tried, so I shouldn't say that I will never do it, but uh, anyway. maybe you need to go somewhere where it's smooth, you know, yeah. I, you know, yeah. <laughs> right. Trail running smooth kind of doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Marin County has kind of smooth trails, you know? Yes. I did a lot of Marin County. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An awful lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because I, so when I lived in California, and then when I moved back east, I was like, oh, there's so many roots back here and so many rocks. And compared to, I mean, you know, there aren't all that many trees on the along some of the trails in Marin County. And so it just can be a lot more smooth. And Yes, that's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. it can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that that's probably my favorite running of all time. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. So so what do you think is the secret of your success? I mean, that you're continuing to run even as you go into, you know, you're into your eighth decade now. I like it. <laughs> you know, I... Uh, I win, so I'm motivated. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you know, everyone asked me, do I like running? And I said, I'm not sure I really like it. I like the rewards. Oh. You know, when I first started on a track, instant reward, physical reward, social reward. So I just, um, that's what I like, are the rewards that's given me. And, you know, I have this body that, you know, I have osteoporosis, but who don't believe it. But they <laughs> keep telling me I do. And uh, I fall. It's not unusual. When I was training for Boston, I was actually running in a park, which uh, wasn't single foot trail, but it was. Uh, but I every Saturday I fell. Oh, I just fell and oh. got skin knees oh. every Saturday. <laughs> and my running friends finally said, "You cannot run here anymore." The last four weeks of training, right? Because right. one of these days I'm going to get hurt. Yes, uh-huh. I had bloody knees, but my mechanics of my knees were perfect. They were just fine, but I just... Oh, my goodness. I mean, I fell... I would fall so hard I could hear it. Oh, goodness. But they're fine. I know, so... <laughs> I, I'm. Did you start running in gloves so you wouldn't, like, cut up your hands I all? definitely started running in gloves. I did. Uh, oh, I, yeah, I wasn't being facetious. Yeah, yeah I mean, no, that was... I didn't think of that till towards the end, and I didn't fall again after the Because it's time. the... I find it's the... the um, cut palms. That's just, it's it, hard to work around. And you they know? get gritty in them. They get Oh, they get gritty and it's uncomfortable. And then you realize, oh yeah, I use my hands pretty much all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and when you tend to fall, I mean, you fall, you fall on your hands. Mm-hmm. I mean, they instantly go out to catch you. Sure. Yeah. Put your hands out. Yeah. yeah. No, uh-huh. you're, I started wearing gloves. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> We've been there. You've been there. <laughs> yes. I, I took a very nasty fall actually on the Marin trails and uh-huh. I was so grateful that I was wearing gloves yeah. so that all I did was, you know, right. get a really bad scrape. Right. Well, the last couple Saturdays I was doing the 20-miler runs, I started wearing knee pads. Oh, goodness. I did. Well, I did because I thought... I cannot afford to hurt these knees. Really hurt them. Don't just skin them. <laughs> oh my God! So, I, I think I did that twice. So were they like that. skateboard knee pads? Nah, were they that like bad? No. Okay. No, yeah. not that bad. Maybe volleyball knee pads. Probably. So, yeah. Probably. <laughs> well, so um, so that so you're so you said that you always win or you you win, which is great. I mean, I, I've got to know like what's the competition like in the in the you know 70, 75, 80, 80 age group. Well, um, not certainly in Santa Cruz, none. Oh. You know. They're, they're, I have a actually a good running friend who's 78, but you know, most of them now have the 70s, 70 plus, and then 80, 80 plus. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, uh, you know, I, the, so I think they're, the, we're probably two or three local, the only two locally. Oh. But uh, Big Sur has a wonderful half marathon, mm-hmm. and there's some really good runners out of Carmel, Big Sur. That Monterey, one that's in, the, the that one's do, in November. Yeah, the half marathon November. And I know it's quite a few 70-year-olds. Oh. But my first Boston, it was 70 plus. Oh. And I came in second. Wow. And wow. I had no, I mean, I had no idea. Somebody the next day said, do you know you came in second? You know, nobody had the computers then. It wasn't that easy. And now there were two of us in the 70 plus, And now I think they're probably 20 in the 70s. 70, you know, they split it. They went 70, 74, 75, 79. Uh-huh. And I think they're about 20, 70s plus. Well, the, well, and now I'm in the 80s. So uh-huh. it, it's a phenomenal how that, that many women have increased just since I've been running Boston. 
Because that's the thing that I think, you know, I talk to a lot, we talk to a lot of women around the country and they're like, oh, I'm just going to wait until I get old enough and then I'll qualify for Boston. <laughs> but the thing is, is that, you know, in your generation, I assume you were kind of an anomaly. You were one of the few mm-hmm. women who were kept running. And so I, my fear is that now all these women who are in the another mother runner tribe are just going to keep running. So there's going to be tons of competition <laughs> still. I think, actually, I think you're right. Uh-huh. I think women are finding out they can do it. Uh-huh. You know, you know, when I started running, people said you shouldn't run. You know, a doctor would say, oh, you shouldn't run. And I just switched doctors. (laughs) Well, I knew I was okay and it was helping me and it was healthy. Uh But, uh, yeah, there's so many more. Yeah, there there really are. Yeah. So so when was your first Boston then? 2003. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what was your, do you remember what your qualifying time had to be? Uh, You know, I qualified at New York. I think it was four... 30 probably. Oh my goodness. 440 maybe. You know, good question. I don't know what the qualifying time. Now it's 525. 525. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you re-qualified then. Uh, I kept re-qualifying and mm -hmm. now I win my division. Mm -hmm. So they invite me back. Oh, nice. The qualifying time is 525 and I haven't run that for a couple of years. Oh, okay. But because I win my division division nice. they invite me back nice nice they recognize it so yeah. so i understand or we understand that there were several other 82 year olds at boston this year but you beat them out by a couple of weeks or a month or something like four that. months <laughs> four months okay <laughs> 11 men and oh, me oh you were the only woman i was the only woman oh okay oh my gosh yeah and you, and you, you know, beat all the men uh, no i certainly didn't oh okay. i no, i was the oldest of all those 11 men Okay. But there are some really good runners. Uh, men, the 80-plus men were doing 420, 430. Yeah, there were some good. I think the first two were, and then they were closer to where I was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They, wow. wow. I didn't meet any of them. They did. The Boston Globe did a nice article on all of us. Oh, nice. You know, the 80-plus people. The only one they didn't interview was a guy from Japan, and I mm-hmm. couldn't get a hold of him. But, uh-huh. yeah, uh-huh. it's a nice little biographical uh-huh. Nice. 11 80-year-old men and Catherine. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> another another Catherine pioneer in Boston, right? Um, yeah. well, so so I'm curious, when you're out there and in Boston or any other race, I mean, mm. what kind of um, response do you get from the crowds or your fellow runners? I mean, do they do they recognize that you, you're, you know, in a, a true master or like, you know? You know, it, it's always a little different. Um I can tell, you know, they look at me and then they look again and there it comes. I, they op- they say, do you mind my asking? Oh. <laughs> and before they even finish, I give my age. Nice. <laughs> just, I just instantly, they, they're very polite, say, do you mind my asking how, and then I tell them. But I was running the Cal Air National Marathon a few years ago and a guy kept running beside with me back and forth and I with him. And finally, here it comes. Do you mind my asking? And I was Gave my age. He said, no, no, I was going to ask how much you weigh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just oh, well, that was different. <laughs> he may have been just quick. Yeah. exactly. So to speak. I'm almost 6'4", and, uh, and ah. I get that all the time. You know, like, oh, yeah. You, can, you, can, you get the look like, you know what they're going to say, and yeah, how exactly. tall, and I'm just like, yeah, 6'4". Yeah, just, you know, I mean, how many times do you get that question? I love that. I love that you're just, like, ready with the response. <laughs> Yeah, oh. no, they do. You know, at Boston, I couldn't do it this year because I had garbage bags on for the rain. But when I win, a, whoever wins their division wears it on their back. Oh, like it said F eighty plus. Uh, oh, so nice. people behind me knew that I was the winner in the female eighty plus. Oh, that's awesome. This year it was under the garbage bags for yeah. people to see. But that that really brought a lot of responses. Oh, I bet. I mean, just everyone who passed me, which was most everyone. Uh, you know, always said something. Good heavens, oh, you're great, you know. Oh. I'm going to be like you when I grow up. And Yeah, it was a very <laughs> a wonderful response. Boston just started doing that a couple of years ago. Oh, but, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, it, it was very nice. Nice. Yeah. So so this was your 11th time running Boston? Correct. Mm-hmm. And so what keeps drawing you back to that race? Uh, I have to get 10 trophies. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and how, many no. do you, how many do you have right now? I have nine. I haven't oh. received the nine. But, uh, you know, I have 10 grandkids. Oh. Boston Boston is the the biggie marathon. I mean, it really is. I, I love going to Boston. I'd never been to Boston before. Oh. And it was so wonderful. And people are so nice and such a historic town. Which I enjoy, and mm-hmm. uh, so, and my son also runs, and that makes a big difference. He yeah. runs Boston every year. Oh, he year. does. Oh, okay. So you know, we 
get the same magazine. We, you know, share a hotel room. And uh-huh. it's pretty special for me to have him by myself. Sure. Or by himself. Yes. Uh-huh. You know, for four or five days. Yeah, oh, nice. Very nice, yeah. Sometimes one of his kids come or some of my grandkids come. Uh-huh. But anyway, I think motivating, if he didn't run, I wonder if I would go to Boston. I haven't been tested on that. Oh. But I do have nine trophies, and I've got ten grandkids, and I've got to get one more. I, oh, I love that. I wish I was one of your grandkids. I would love that as a hand-down. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about they're really also. beautiful. Oh, I'm sure they are. Yeah, That's they're great. quite spectacular trophies yeah, yeah they are yeah, yeah yeah well so then next year um you're so the way i sh- let listeners know the way that we connected with Catherine is your granddaughter molly is the girlfriend of paul who grew up across the street from me who i've mentioned on this podcast because he came in um fourth i believe at the portland marathon and um last year and so I sort of bragged about Paul like he was my own or something. <laughs> and so so Paul qualified for Boston, and so he'll be there next year. And uh, Molly's dad just qualified at Eugene. Oh, that's exciting. Oh, just last weekend. Yeah, Tim Johnson. Yeah, he just qualified in his oh, nice. 50 to 54 category. Okay, so there'll be a little bit larger crowd it's of you then next year crowd. than just yeah. you and your son. Uh-huh. I think so. <laughs> oh, good, good. Yeah, so. It's a long way away. You know? <laughs> but, that's why I keep telling myself I qualified too so that I uh, plan to be out of this and, and back there too. So, oh, you yeah. are? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Good. So. <laughs> it's good there's a whole year left. I know, I felt like I timed this well that you know just yeah. it happened just yeah. two weeks after Boston. Right. So I have 50 weeks to... To get better. To heal. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so how did you fare in those cold, wet, windy conditions at this year? It year's? was just awful. Yeah. It really was. What I re- I always walk up the hills. Mm. A few years ago, I just have to walk up the hills. And I run flat and I run down. But mm-hmm. I walk- it was raining so hard, I didn't know I was on a hill <gasps> till I felt the oh, gravity pulled me back, you know, that I couldn't do it. Oh, my goodness. Thought, oh, I'm on a hill. I get to walk. <laughs> but it was just pouring so hard. At one point, I actually, this is what saved me. I saw a spectator. There are very few. Um, I saw a spectator, and he, he had a trash bag mm. he was holding. And I went over and asked if I could have it. And he was so nice. I think he, I think he was ready to call 911. But he, <laughs> he, he dumped out his trash bag. Whatever was in it, I didn't even look. And then he gave it to me, and I tied it around my neck. Oh. And that was the smartest thing because it was like insulation. Oh, uh-huh. you know, oh that's you, a really you, good you, call. It was really, you can't have cloth because it just was soaked. Everything, I was soaked. Mm-hmm. But that just protected me. And you know how it is if you wear a scarf. Mm-hmm. It just sure. warms you up and mm-hmm. holds that. So that really made a huge difference. So then the bag was on the front of your chest, not on the back like a cape. I started out with a, a bag over my head, oh. like a big brown trash bag, okay, down okay. to my knees. Yes. Uh-huh. This was one I got to tie around my neck. Uh-huh. And at mile 22, there was a guy in the, uh, the spectator holding up brown gar- garbage bag, offering them to people. Oh. Because uh-huh. so many people were terribly cold. Mm-hmm. I wasn't so cold as just, I was soaked and wet. But uh, So I went over to him, and he said, I put a hole, and I'll put it on for you. Oh, nice. He's going to give me another. I said, no, no, I just would like it. Let me put it on you. You know, I've, I cut the hole for your head. I said, could I just have it? So he did, gave it to me. And I tied a second garbage oh. bag around my neck. Okay. And then I could finish. It oh. made a huge difference. Wow. Yeah. Just wow. Remember that if you get caught. It's sort of amazing the sort of on the fly things that you that you, you learn. Do. You, you know, do. I um I ran Boston twenty twelve in the year it was super duper hot. And oh, um, yeah. and instead of people handing out garbage bags, they were handing out ice, which at the time just seemed like the most generous thing I'd ever seen I in my life. That too. And you know, I suddenly was like, Well, I'm gonna put it in my hat and I'm gonna shove it down my bra and you know, I'd never done any of that before. I, and that's exactly what I did too. Just put it in my hat and put it down my neck. Yeah, just keep yeah. it against your bra. Oh, I mean, it you know looked like my hat was raining, but I was just like, it's working, it's working. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, no, we do. You do figure out those things. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yet you were only ten minutes off your goal time at Boston, right? Wasn't your goal time um, five forty three, and you finished yeah, five fifty three? Like yeah, I did five forty last year, but yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's amazing. Those conditions. Oh, that- absolutely. I, I feel amazed myself because it was really tough, you know. And I, I didn't stop much other than I walk up the hills, but I kept, I stopped to ask a couple of people. I couldn't open the goo. That's what do we hear from Ugh. everybody? Every blog account you read of Boston, <sighs> everyone's like, I couldn't open the goo. I had to ask the well, spectator. I had two pair of gloves on. You oh had goodness. two on, and you couldn't. Oh, so you couldn't open them because you had the gloves on. I well, and cold. also my fingers probably wouldn't work. No, so I went to people on the side and see if they'd open it. And this one person t- took forever. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
<laughs> he didn't know what he was doing. I took. I almost said, "Give it back to me." But I, I, I you know, I couldn't look at my. I had two a beanie on, and then like a band, one of those you know Nike bands that go over your head or your ears, uh, and a hood. Warmer. So oh, I had three oh, things on my head: oh my two pair of gloves. Three garbage bags. A 1970 <laughs> jogging suit that was so funny with the white stripes down the lake. Oh, my goodness. It was, it was really a bizarre-looking outfit. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked. It worked because I didn't have to go to medical. So many people were in the tents trying to do They'd warm them up and, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. out they go. But, wow, yeah, that's amazing. It, it was extremely miserable. Did you contemplate not doing the race? No. <laughs> no, I, I you know they kept warning that starting in the afternoon it would be the, the sports or the commentators on the Boston TV station kept it's going to rain buckets, going to rain buckets, mm-hmm. and it did. Mm-hmm. But for me, it did the whole way. Right, most I think, people, you know, they were way way ahead. Yeah. yeah, I think that rain cloud they said it was kind of moving east, and so it was pretty much moving right with you all from Hopkinton all the way That's to Boston right. and out to sea. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, the first few miles just kind of sprinkles, you know, and I uh-huh. almost took off the garbage bag that Kevin said I didn't throw it away because then it started. Uh-huh. I think about mile six it started pouring for me. Oh goodness! Yeah. Oh my goodness! Wow. I'm, I'm curious, Catherine. How old do you feel? Like- oh, <laughs> interesting question. I think I feel 67. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I mean, I, yeah, I, as these years have gone by, my running has, you know, certainly slowed up. But just in terms of general energy and health, you know, um, yeah, you know, I do a lot. Mm-hmm. And yeah. my energy hasn't faded. And that's probably the main thing I notice that it hasn't changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, did your, but, does your doctor, you said you had osteoporosis, but I mean, does your doctor just look at you as like a, a child of wonder? <laughs> he I, he doesn't say much, but I think he brags about me <laughs> to other people. <laughs> I guess some of his patients go in and say, and he said, oh, I have an 80-year-old. And they all know, they say, oh, Catherine, you know, <laughs> he, he can't say my name, of course. Right, right. They always say, oh, you got Catherine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I was on our city council and mayor mm-hmm. that, you know, they kind of know me because right I'm, well in santa cruz is a small enough community it's a small enough community mm-hmm. i said i moved from the front page political stuff to the sports page <laughs> nice. when i retired it's perfect, it's perfect. <laughs> i was gonna say fewer scandals but that's not always true that there's fewer scandals on the sports pages <laughs> isn't that true oh god <laughs> yeah. so no doping well, like, here yeah it was too bad the winner of the women's winner of boston last year you know oh the trophy got taken away she she oh. they realized she'd been doping Oh. I can't think of her name, Rita. Yeah, it's Rita, and I can't think of her last name. Yeah, I can't yes. either. I think it's Yeah, that just sort of happened right around Boston. She was going to come, but they said, "No, no, you're." Oh, that, yeah, yeah. Salt scandals are awful. It's yeah. a shame. It's a shame. And and then look, and you, you here, you are a testament to just you know good old perseverance and <laughs> dedication. <laughs> so, do you have one piece of gear that you swear by other than plastic bags? Um, <laughs> like, is there one thing in your daily life of running? I think. I think the thing that's been the best for me are the Smartwell beanie. Oh. Mm-hmm. Because I run early in the morning, mm-hmm. and I love those icebreaker, whatever they are, mm-hmm. whatever they are, beanies. Yeah, that's just made a world of difference. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't realize you have it on, and it holds the heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wore it a lot. That, you know, even though we've hardly had any rain in California, but it, but it's I run early enough that it's cold. Right. So that's my really my go to. Uh-huh. Other, of course, good shoes. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, uh-huh. good shoes, of course. But yeah. yeah. Um, so, how many miles a week are you typically running these days? Well, if I'm training, you know, uh, three month training, I run anywhere from thirty five to fifty. Now thirty, maybe a week. Try to do thirty. Uh huh. And but um, when you when you go for a marathon, I mean, do you go through a training cycle? Like, did you train for Boston, or do you just? No, because, I really because train. Because you have so many miles in your, you know, you've got so much experience that you can kind of just show up and do it. I definitely have a, follow, a guide that I train. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm not disciplined enough to get miles in without every day checking my, you know, my schedule. What, so um, where do you, do you make your own schedule or what do no, you No, no, I, I don't know where I got it. Um, it isn't a runner's world one. I've got a couple of them. And I pick a mar- uh, you know. Whatever marathon I'm going to run, I back up 13 weeks. It's a 13-week training. Oh, uh-huh. okay. And uh, what sort of cross-training do you do, if any? You know, I just started going to a trainer. Oh. Uh, not, not for cardio at all, because I know you I... You got that covered. Yeah. got that covered. <laughs> but I, yeah, well, I was going to hike the... Um, 
I do a lot of long distance hiking, trekking. Oh. Across England, 200 miles. Oh, my Last goodness. year we did the Dolomites. Oh, wow. In Italy, which was extremely strenuous. <laughs> I probably had no business doing it. My friends had to help me. But anyway, I started working out with a, uh, going to a trainer just to do balance. Mm. Balance and, um, you know, strengthening. Mm-hmm. And that's all. That's my cross training. But I just started that last summer. Oh, and, good. Yeah. And I've decided, I was doing it to get ready for the Dolomites, but... I'm continuing to do it because my balance. I really see it. My balance running is okay with my balance, but mm. any other movement, I you know, whether up or down stairs, and right, yeah, and so that's helping a lot. But I don't ride a bike, or mm-hmm. I used to. But how um, many times a week do you see the trainer? Twice a week for nice. one hour. Nice. Mm-hmm. And then, do yeah. you also run on those days or no? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And don't. one day of rest a week or two? Two Monday okay. and Friday. Oh, so you do some high mileage then to be able to get in 30. I always rest Monday and Friday, Uh occasionally not on Friday because I have to get a long run in and busy in the weekend. Yeah. Uh Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And so then, and you're running the Rock and Roll Portland this weekend. I am. Uh Mm Uh-huh. And what's your goal for that? You know, I've been, I think I put 245. Oh, uh uh-huh. I've been doing it better, but I haven't ran since Boston. Oh, at all? Not at all. Wow. Well, I take it back. I did one kind of, to see my friends, we sort of. (laughs) puttered along for about eight miles and talked the whole time. But I have a nephew from North Dakota coming who's doing half marathons in half the states. Oh, oh, that's and so it's funny. a wonderful nephew from far north. And he wrote my daughter and said, I'm coming to Portland for the half marathon. So we all, there'll probably be 20 family members doing it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, that'll be really fun. It'll be fun, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. And you were saying it goes past one of your daughter's houses. Yep. It oh. goes right by. The, so that'll be, a lot are going to walk in my uh-huh. Are they going to like have a party in their front yard or something? I think they're all going to be in the race. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. not my son a lot. I'm sure they will be. Maybe stop and use the restroom if, or something. If you get better weather here. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be kind of a nice day, I, I think. I think it'll be perfect. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, it'll uh-huh. be good. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. Well, so, so Catherine, what do you say to women who might be listening, who think it's too late to chase a running goal or a dream? I mean, what what's your take on life and, and setting out for something that you might not well, have done before, but... <laughs> You know, they they kind of have to ask me. Uh, if I think they're serious about it and ask me what should they do or how they can do it, you know, I, I really, I try to tell them running doesn't take talent. You know, you just pick up your feet. You know, tennis lessons, golf lessons, you know, probably even swimming coaches. But, you know, to run, you really just have to tell yourself you can pick up your feet and do it. Um when I give talks to some people, one thing I try to do um, is get get all, you know, your houses are a lot cooler than, usually than outside. I said, get all dressed and then take off a layer. Mm-hmm. Because I saw so many runners who quit because they're too miserable. They're over, they're overdressed. Mm, that's, they're, yeah. You know, you're going to be cold when you start, but then you're not going to fade just because you're so miserable. Mm-hmm. And the other one is set, um, set how far you want to go and don't go more and don't go less. Because mm. some days, oh, I'm great. You you go more. Mm-hmm. And a lot of days you just want to fade and don't do it. But so you you have to say to yourself, I'm going to do exactly no more, no less. Mm. And I can't. Uh, there was a third one which I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I uh, if they're serious about wanting to, you know, maybe try it or get into it and don't think they can. Someone gave me a T-shirt that said, "Just do it." And mm-hmm. yeah. And they find out. Yeah, but I've got quite a few now women that are really probably in their late 60s are starting to. Yeah, yeah, I picked up my feet. That wasn't so hard. (laughs) It's usually the breathing. It's usually the cardio that has to take some training. Uh Sure, sure. That's great. So do you you have a running group that you you run back in Santa Cruz? I do. I I belong to the track club for years, but now there's... I just run with a lot of friends, and they're all training. One's doing, two of them are doing all the 50 states. Mm. So there's, um, you know, good friends that I can run with, and they help me a lot. And they, they know when I need to do a 22, they figure out how to, you know, join me part of it, kind of relay me. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I've got some dear, dear running buddies, yeah. That's awesome. Hey, last question, actually, because you just said 22. I'm just wondering, do you have any kind of special recovery routine after a long run? I mean, does it take longer for you to recover these days? And, and how do you expedite that? You know, it doesn't. Uh, um, it used to take me till when, the Wednesday of the week following a marathon before I could go up. I have a two-story house mm-hmm. that I could go up and down easily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, because I don't run fast, I have instant recovery. Mm-hmm. 
I, I have no, yeah, and I and I know it's just because I'm 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 running slower, walking up the hills, mm-hmm. so my legs are good almost instantly. I I have no problem. Yeah. Now, if I really wanted to step it up and race more and you know get faster, mm-hmm. then I would I would take a couple of days to recover. I'm quite sure. But so far, I'm the only woman. <laughs> I hate to say it, but <laughs> yeah, I hope no one's listening who's like, "Hey, I'm gonna go beat that Catherine." Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> There's a a nun from Spokane, um, Sister Madonna. She's an iron uh, a triathlete in Ironman, and she beat me one year at Boston. Oh, she uh-huh. is amazing. She's two years older. Oh goodness! But she was training, I think, two years ago for Boston or for um, triathlon and Ironman, and she fell and broke her pelvis so oh. i haven't seen her for a couple of years so mm-hmm. she's awfully good and could easily beat me she mm-hmm. really is a, mm-hmm. she's a real athlete oh well you i have to I, do I, iron man yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's 86 so <laughs> oh goodness goodness wow well, yeah wow wow well it's been a delight talking oh, with you thank Catherine. You. thanks for joining us you're very welcome thank you for inviting me wow dimity uh, so how, how many years does that mean we have to keep <laughs> I can't even, honestly, like, I, I'm, I'm kind of in awe. I think I'm in shock and awe right now just because I'm like, okay, she goes into 22-mile runs and she is in her 80s. And, uh-huh. I mean, we are all on different stages and pla- places in our lives, you know. So, you know, her 22-miler is my 5-miler right now. But I got to say, I, I wrote down this quote. <laughs> I don't know if we should do something with this. I love it, Catherine. Running doesn't take talent. You just have to pick up your feet. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I think know. that's what we just I think that's that's our new new tagline. New yeah, right. Another mother runner. It doesn't take talent, just pick up your feet. Right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, for other um, pithy advice and, and sage wisdom, head on over to our Facebook page, which we would appreciate if you would like. It's Run Like a Mother the book. Our websites are anothermotherrunner.com and motherrunnerstore.com. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at the Mother Runner. Our books are Run Like a Mother, Train Like a Mother, and our newest one, Tales from Another Mother Runner, all available on Amazon or at your independent bookstores. And um, no matter what age you are, many happy miles to you. 